Faith, Hope and Love, episode 365, the fifth Sunday of Easter, Year C. We want to love in the same way that Christ loves, that is, the way God loves. Because we're limited human beings and we're speaking about divine love, which is so much more than we can possibly imagine, we'll very likely not attain the fullness of God's love until the fullness of the heavenly kingdom. But here and now, we are already living the beginnings of God's love and eternal life, forming and growing within us. Love is a universal concept, and it's held by both sacred and secular cultures throughout the world and throughout history. Christian love is a particular and extraordinary concept that challenges us to deepen our understanding and practice according to Christ's vision. We desire to deepen our understanding and our living out of this profound way of loving to which Christ has opened up the doors. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has worked wonders. In the sight of the nations, he has shown his deliverance. Alleluia! In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, and I pray that our Lord's care and compassion and comfort is with you always. Brothers and sisters, as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the Lord's Supper, let us first recall our sins and acknowledge them in silence. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. 
May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in Let us pray that Christ will make our faith fruitful. Almighty, ever-living God, constantly accomplish the Paschal mystery within us, that those you were pleased to make new in holy baptism may under your protective care bear much fruit and come to the joys of life eternal. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, then on to Iconium and Antioch. There they strengthened the souls of the disciples and encourage them to continue in the faith, saying, It is through many persecutions that we must enter the kingdom of God. And after they had appointed elders for them in each church, with prayer and fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord in whom they had come to believe. Then they passed through Pisidia, and came to Pamphylia. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Attilia. From there they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had completed. When they arrived, they called the church together and related all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith for the Gentiles.
The Word of the Lord. I will praise your name for ever, my King and my God. You are kind and full of compassion, slow to anger, abounding in love. How good you are, Lord, to all, compassionate to all your creatures. All your creatures shall thank you, O Lord, and your friends shall repeat their blessing. They shall speak of the glory of your reign and declare your might, O God. They shall make known to all your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your reign. Yours is an everlasting kingdom, your rule lasts from age to age. I will praise your name for ever, my King and my God. A reading from the book of Revelation. Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among humans. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia. I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During the supper, when Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. 
Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. In the first reading, there's a delightful line. They put fresh heart into the disciples and encouraged the people to persevere in the trials and difficulties that they were facing because of their following of Christ. It's a reminder that the purpose of Christ's church and each of its members is to encourage each other, to support and strengthen one another and to be instruments of God's grace, strength, encouragement, power and mercy to all people. God, as the second reading reminds us, is making all things new. God is constantly at work in his disciples, making us a new creation, re-imaging us. We're being reshaped and refashioned in the image of Christ and his gospel. This is a subtle and daily process that continues throughout the whole of our lives. And when we look back, we see the graces and blessings and the recreating that God has wrought in our lives and the lives of our family and friends around us. One of the ways that God renews us is by giving us new starts, new beginnings. This is an essential aspect of our discipleship. Following Christ and his gospel vision is very challenging and difficult. Our Lord is offering the world a new commandment of love that challenges us to go much deeper than some concepts of love held by the world. In other words, Christ is extending the natural selflessness and unconditionality that one finds in families, for example in parents for their children, the unbreakable bonds of bloodlines. And God is making this in the image of God's love for his people, a loving parent for his beloved children. And his challenge for how we live this world as brothers and sisters in Christ, united still by blood, but this time by the blood of Christ. The readings are very encouraging, for we're reminded that God lives with his people. God is known as God with them. And our God lives in our midst, walks along with us, is constantly at work, taking the pain and tears from our midst. God is constantly at work with us, fashioning healing and peace in the hearts of his beloved people. Then we move to the gospel, an intriguing piece of text. It starts by saying, after Judas had gone. That's a rather striking and interesting beginning sentence. Jesus makes this speech as soon as Judas has left the table and gone to sell out Jesus. Judas, of course, betrays Jesus. Judas has left the building. Not just physically, but spiritually, he has withdrawn his support from Christ and his message. Judas has left the table of the Lord. And as he leaves, Judas takes with him Judas's selfishness, his greed, his desire for money, his misguided desire for power, his focus on his own needs. Whatever it was he was taking, he was taking them with him. Now, those who remain at the table are there voluntarily and with their hearts and minds set on following Jesus and his kingdom, not their own kingdom. Now the ones who remain with Jesus, although they still suffer from weakness and sometimes doubt, 
and imminently, when they leave that Last Supper table, they're going to abandon him and deny him. But nevertheless, overall, those who now surround him are a group who are really dedicated to the service, love and sacrifice of Christ, according to Jesus' vision. They're really on board with him. Now is the time. It's at this point, says the Gospel, that Jesus begins his final instruction to them before he suffers and dies. When a person realises that their time is very short and their hour is upon them, and that they will shortly die, their deeply held values, the deepest held values that they have, their deepest desires inevitably come to the fore, because there's no other time but now to express them. And what Christ says and does before he died shows us very profoundly the things that God thinks are really important, really central, and the things that are not. So what Jesus did not say at this intense final speech is as important as what he did say. For example, it says Jesus knew his time had come to suffer and die. So he says, listen, my dear children, I'm not going to be with you longer. I must tell you this because it's very important. Remember this above all. And what does he say? Well, first of all, he does not say, above all else, even if you're not practicing the message of the gospel, at least appear to. He definitely wasn't saying that. Neither did he say this. Listen, my time is short. So remember, if you remember nothing else, appearing righteous and keeping the letter of the law is more important than doing it. Disassociate yourselves with all who fall short of the gospel and stumble. Again, he was certainly not saying that either. So what did he say was so important that they must keep it in mind above all else? Thanks be to God, this is it. How you love is what matters above all. He continues to teach us this, even to this day, what he means by this love. But what a wonderful message. St. Paul picks this up powerfully, and so does St. Therese many, many centuries later. She writes deeply on this truth. If I do even a good thing for a hateful motive without love, it will do me no good whatsoever. It will not please God. Love and compassion are so central. Doing good and keeping God's law is important, of course, but if we do not do these things, with the love of God in our hearts, flowing out into actions motivated by God's love, we've utterly missed the point. If Jesus suffered and died with hatred in his heart, with resentment and an absolute desire for revenge, he would have achieved nothing. But of course, he couldn't and didn't do that because he is God who is love. He suffered and he died out of love to save us. And that's what made the suffering and death so powerful and so salvific. This is truly beautiful. The quality of one's love, compassion, mercy, and practical care will be the touchstone of the disciple, follower, and friend of Jesus. If this is not witnessed in their lives and actions, the lack of love, the lack of compassion, the absence of mercy, gentleness, and justice will, without doubt, be the single most damaging sign to others that our witness as disciples is worthless. This is what people look for in a Christian. When they see it, they're inspired and moved. When they do not see it and experience the opposite, they're scandalized, they're discouraged, 
they lose hope and trust and perhaps even lose faith. Love. True Christian love. A love that puts others first and seeks what is truly best for others, even if it's at the cost and sacrifice of our own personal ambitions and desires. This is Christ's love. The love that serves, suffers and sacrifices, puts itself last and others first, or at least puts others' needs as equal to our own. This is the image Jesus wanted to leave his disciples with before he suffered and died for everyone, out of love. In short, before he showed them the perfect love that holds nothing back, and which strips itself of everything, even that which one may be entitled to, Christ even lays down his precious, unique life for his friends, who weren't even worthy of it, but because he loved them. And even for those who call themselves his enemies, he laid down his precious, unique life for them too. They will know you are Christians by your love. They will know the quality of our Christianity by the depth, quality and practicality of our love. This is truly beautiful. They will know we are Christians by our love. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. In love, let us pray for the world, the church, and for all who are in need. That the church may continue to persevere in faith. Lord, hear us. That those engaged in public office may work for the common good. Lord, hear us. That those mourning the death of a loved one may receive the spirit of consolation. Lord, hear us. That all gathered here may form a community of love in which every member's voice is valued and given consideration. Lord, hear us. That those who have died may be glorified in Christ, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Compassionate God, we ask you to hear the prayers of your people, which we make in the name of Jesus the Lord. 
Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O God, who by the wonderful exchange effected in this sacrifice have made us partakers of the one supreme Godhead, Grant, we pray, that as we have come to know your truth, we may make it ours by a worthy way of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time above all, to lord you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. For with the old order destroyed, a universe cast down is renewed, and integrity of life is restored to us in Christ. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, 
for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. I am the true vine and you are the branches, says the Lord. Whoever remains in me and I in him bears fruit in plenty. Alleluia. Here is a prayer for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone, and I gratefully acknowledge and give thanks to God for your prayers at this time, and this wonderful time of prayer and reflection upon God, God's Word, and God's Sacrament. I hope you have a wonderful week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, Roman Missal, 3rd Edition, Copyright 2010, The International Commission on English and the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, Copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, Copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers, Britain. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, publisher E.J. Dwyer, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Today I Arise by Patricia Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise like a rose bears its thorns. Today I arise this new day. From on high, the name of the three.